ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Do you think he smells? There's no way he's, he's athletic enough to have grabbed onto Anakin's leg to swing through that door. Josh, this is not where you say, how, how shiny, shiny is, is it? it? Yeah. Sith can also spell shit. I have a book. Hello there, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Get it? It's fire crackling. Oh. He's, is this, this is the part where burning. He's, he's burning alive? I you had pop rocks in your mouth. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I said, did, did Sam just start a record? I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> fire. Okay. Yeah, it's a campfire. We're all going to go get some marshmallows yeah. and burn them over Uncle Anakin. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Right? Sure. Whatever. That's, Why not? That sounds gross. Uh, mm, Meat-flavored <laughs> mush- marshmallows. I like it. This is episode 347, and tonight we are talking about Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew R2 versus two super battle droids, Jemison. Where was that R2 in all the other movies? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, R2 just, like, he took his spinach before this movie and was kind of a badass. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sam. What? The worst no in film history, Vector. <laughs> and Sean, you know, to, to kill you off in this movie, just so you know. Yeah. We're going to go, we're going to go for a, a little walk here on this lava planet. Okay. And, uh, you know, there's no, there, there's absolutely no handrails anywhere on, on all any of these things. Yeah. So I'm just going to just inadvertently trip you into the lava um, in, in this one. Okay. So no no one will see you again. But what, a, a, what, you're going to golem it up as you fall into the lava and, uh, and, and never be seen from again. But see, plot armor will have it so that one of those little floating shielded droids would like, I would land on huh. it. Yeah. yeah. Conveniently floating around. Conveniently. In the yeah. exact spot I need you to go. And then not only that, but then it will hover me around to the exact places I need it to in order to be strategic in a sword fight. Exactly. And making his Cheap Seat Reviews debut, Josh, when we go to arrest the Sith Lord, don't just stand there and die like a chump from the Twist My Arm podcast. (laughs) 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 Hey, guys. Hey, guys. 
Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm super nice excited to be here, for sure. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Josh. We, we appreciate you, you coming on. And Heck speaking yeah. of the, that, I really need to make that a, a uh, ringtone for when my wife calls or something. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, I never thought of that, but that might be a good ringtone for that. Uh, funny. Yeah, this, this I used is... to have a, my, my dad's ringtone used to be the Imperial March. <laughs> for years, it was the Imperial March. <laughs> well, and, and, and it's so funny you say that because my actual boss and one of my coworkers listens, so he'll appreciate this. His ex-wife's ringtone is the Imperial March. And <laughs> it started ringing one time when we were having a one-on-one, and he goes, oh, it's just my ex-wife. And I started laughing. I'm like, your ex-wife is the Imperial March? And he goes, yeah, it seemed, seemed fitting. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Oh, so let's pull up a big comfy chair that's currently floating in a river of lava and dive in, not to the lava part, but to the movie of Revenge of the Sith. That was a lot of weird... Is it hot in here? It's super hot in here with all this Absolutely. lava. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, now, real lava, I mean, this must not be real lava because apparently you can't get within like 30 yards of real lava before it starts burning your skin. I want to say how Star you know, Wars lava. Come on. Oh, is that different? Is there a different Star I think, Wars lava? Of course I, it is. Yeah. I think space lava is probably different. I don't know. I mean, I've uh, I, I've been yeah. to uh, Hawaii and been near an active volcano. And I, you're right, Sam. I couldn't get within like 30, 30 feet of... Feet. Maybe that's what... Yeah. Yeah. It, it was pretty warm, you know. And, Jedi. Uh, man, Jedi powers. They're Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> The, the the power of hatred is more powerful than any SPF uh, sunscreen that they need. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, but Obi-Wan had the power of light, so that kept him away, right? Kept the lava away. <laughs> I'm really not going to be a fanboy about this, I promise, guys. <laughs> no, it's okay. It really no, is okay. No. Um, so when we... Uh, I'm trying to remember how... Yeah, so we had Jesse on, and we had Ricky D. So you basically make... Um, minus your co-life partner, Kylie. Kylie? I said that right, right? Kylie, yes, Kylie. Yes. Yeah, I just want to sure. Because there was a lot of, even like in your own show, there was a lot of confusion between Kaylee, Kylie, and Callie. And that, oh, was, that was a bingo card on our oh, bingo card for cow. that show was yeah. whenever someone confused Kaylee and Kylie, yeah. that would be a bingo. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was the thing. And then they had a listener in their chat room that was Callie. So it was, yeah, it was... Callie. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cali D. It was a thing. Anyway, uh, so you basically make 100% or the last uh, quarter, basically, of the Sudden But Inevitable rewatch podcast that uh, awesome. we've now had uh, here. So that's great. Um, I really appreciate it's awesome. it. Awesome. We've got a uh, full house now. Yeah. The collectible collectible. We've collected all the... set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've got the whole set. I'll give you guys a pose later for like a card or something. Actually, what so we watch need out. is watch need... out; it'll go on Photoshop. Yeah, I was gonna say it'll go on the chair. <laughs> Bring it on! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now I remember when when I said, "Hey, we're doing a month of uh, a month of uh, of Star Wars." You literally said, "I want to do this movie." Oh yeah, I was. I was. I think I said I was made for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's it's. There were the, you guys are. You guys are doing some other movies, and then you were like, "For May, we're doing all the Star Wars," and I was like, "Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's. I need to do that yeah. for sure." <laughs> no, it's great, and I mean, you know, um, it is. It's kind of interesting. Like you, you jumped all over the opportunity to do this one, and we had Cameron on from Green Shirt, who jumped all over Willow. 
and I almost feel bad for Chessy who did Road to Perdition. Um, <laughs> but it was it is a good movie, and I know he had a good time yeah. with it, and was glad that he watched it. And um, it, it's a good episode, and not just because of him, but I'm, it was a good episode. Yeah, I, I've actually never seen that movie, so I didn't listen to the whole episode. Sure. But it sounded like you guys had a ton of fun, so it, it I didn't want to spoil list. myself too much. And yeah. that's what, yeah, that's yeah. what you guys are saying. It was really good. So I need to actually, surprisingly enough, there's a ton of movies uh, that I have never seen. Sure. Uh, Godfather Two, I've never seen, or Godfather. Yeah, Sean's 3, there with you. The first one, like, yeah. Well, there's a I lot mean, of. A, the, I've never seen Taxi. Uh, or taxi driver. Taxi driver. I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of lot of movies I have not seen. Yeah, I, there's a lot of movies from like the 70s and early 80s that I missed, and I'm not saying that because I wasn't born yet or anything like that. I I've never used that as an excuse. They were just not accessible to me in my early days, and then yeah, and then when I just got old enough to watch them, they just weren't in my wheelhouse. Gangster movies have just never been in my wheelhouse. We watched untouchables for the podcast and um we, we will do those we'll probably just review those movies i don't know maybe maybe it'd be sacrilege to, to review the godfather or scarface or whatever but anyway that sounds progressive to me man i don't know speaking of scarface <laughs> uh this movie uh revenge of the sith nice. it is the third uh movie in the prequels and leads us right into episode four well, i guess technically it'll lead us into rogue one uh, but in case you have no idea, somehow you listen to this podcast and have no idea what this movie is about, we have Andrew here to tell you all about it in about 12 words or less. Three years into the Clone Wars, the Jedi rescue Palpatine from Count Dooku. As Obi-Wan pursues a new threat, Anakin acts as a double agent between the Jedi Council and Palpatine and is lured into a sinister plan to rule the galaxy. Nice. That sounds cooler when you read it. Did you get that from Wikipedia? No. <laughs> is there such a thing as Wikipedia? There oh, is a thing. Yeah, as yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Wikipedia is actually such a powerful entity that when you Google Star Wars, you know, what color is Anakin's lightsaber, Wikipedia will come up long before anything else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Well, that's cool. It's uh, it's what I go to for a lot of things. When someone's like, "No, oh, you're wrong." I go, mm, "Wikipedia says yeah. I'm right." <laughs> Actually, remember last week when I was looking up the seismic charges? That article I was reading about yeah. it was from Wikipedia. I'm oh, okay. Yeah, uh, they've got a direct line to to uh, Lucas that uh, explains everything. I uh, guess they, they, I mean, they they might or Dave Filoni or or somebody. I don't know. So, yeah. Speaking of Dave Filoni, there was some big news today about Dave Filoni. Uh, it looks like he is—he's officially an executive creator director at Lucasfilm Disney. Ooh! Finally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Only they could have made that decision before they made the Force Awakens. <laughs> then, <laughs> then maybe that trilogy Listen, would have made sense. I think the Force Awakens was a fine segue into a, a bigger story but the last jedi should have been its own movie like it should have been apart from this latest trilogy i i that might my, my opinion, oh no 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 we we've we've all talked about this where it feels like there needs to be a director's cut of that movie oh my god that, that give me a snyder a good, cut right there's a <laughs> yeah. there's like a three hours missing that would better tell the story in a in a more cohesive yeah. manner 
And don't get like I love all the Star Wars movies, including the ones that aren't the best. You know, Attack of the Clones, for instance. I really like that movie too. With all of its flaws, I get it. It's terrible. <laughs> the acting is awful and sand or whatever. But like, I don't know. I I just think Last Jedi, as good as it was, shouldn't have been part of that last trilogy. Yeah, and we, yeah, if you've listened to the again, uh, if you're listening to this show because of Josh is here, then welcome. And so we'll re- we'll take about three seconds to rehash this. Oh, Basically, the the consensus of this podcast has been the biggest problem is Kathleen Kennedy was not in charge enough and did not create an overall arc because JJ comes out with an idea and it was neat and fun and loud and interesting. And though basically a rehash of a new hope, fine. But then, then Ryan Johnson comes along and, and completely changes direction, which was interesting and fine and whatever. But then JJ was like, I didn't like what he did. And then basically undid what that movie was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and and so as a result, they're not all, it doesn't feel like a trilogy. It, it feels like there was a, a beginning and something, and then I'm confused. Right. So, Well, and, and every Star Wars movie, like the prequels and the original trilogy, those movies kind of coincided together as well. Maybe not as blatantly as Force Awakens did, but... Episode one and A New Hope had some similarities to it. Oh, yeah. You know, Attack of the Clones and Empire Strikes Back had some similarities to it, like the asteroid chase scene and the finding out about weird things like the clones or the Jedi or, you know, Darth Vader being Luke's father. Like there were different parallels. I think episode three had the least amount of parallels, though, in regards to like Return of the Jedi or anything like that. I I would say episode three kind of stood out on its own in that aspect. Well, cause it needed to be very, cause it's not the conclusion. It needed to be dark yeah. and, 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 um, kind of gut reaching. It, it, it was, it was literally empire strikes back tone. Yeah. Um, they just, in, they, term, in terms of what they had to do with it. Yeah. They basically yeah. took episodes two and three and made it their version of empire strikes back. Um, Did you guys notice in that opening shot when the first, uh, like Republic fighter gets blown out of the sky. You see the body flying through space. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I didn't notice. I've, I've never noticed that before. I thought it was just like <laughs> ship pieces. And all of a sudden you see this body fly in. It was, huh? Yeah. It's dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Set I've, the tone immediately. Yeah. I've got some real interesting trivia about how dark this movie was almost going to be. But before we get too far into that and any farther here, I'm going to let Sam go ahead and do his five word review. Oh, you, you want me to go there? Okay. Um, yeah. I've got two of them for you guys here tonight. And um, my first one is shiniest turd of the three. Right? All right. And then my other one is Sith can also spell shit. That's amazing. Both make sense. They make a lot of sense. I've never thought of that. I think they're really good good reviews there. I I can't argue with that. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. So as you could possibly see from my my review there, I'm not a big fan. Um, And I, I think it's obviously the best of the three. I think there's some stakes in this movie. People start dying. People start having repercussions for decisions. But all in all, it's the same problems from the previous two. There's the, the Jedi are dumb. 
They aren't making good decisions. They are completely ignoring very obvious trends. And hell, there's even a point when, when I think it's Yoda is talking with Anakin. And, if, <laughs> you know, Anakin's turned into this goth teen that is visibly angry. And Yoda can't sense this. It's just, it's like, what is wrong with the Jedi that I grew up with? And, and it, it's just, it was bad. And the visuals, I, I got to give them, there, there's some better visuals in this one. The whole lava planet is just beyond awesome in terms of what it looks like and, and just the power behind it. The, the stupidity, of course, comes in the robots that help and how the, the, the plot armor uh, placements of where they are. Um, and, and, you know, but to literally see... Darth Vader get chopped in half and 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 burn, you know, pretty much what we thought to death. Um, holy crap, that that was pretty powerful. Um, but Padme, you know, she went from bearing a midriff to to being a a Amish woman in this one, right? And and no one still being a very plain gray character. Um, poor uh, Obi Wan is still. Until the the final scene, he he's finally able to kind of show some emotion. Um, even 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 the John Williams soundtrack is used too much, especially in this one. Yeah. And we talked about it in, in the last episode as well, where it's just like, you know, you don't have to be epic music for a a ship docking at a a station in a non crucial time. So, I I didn't like it. However, I will admit that there are some good trends that this movie started. You know, it's, it's almost like Lucas had to warm up and, and, you know, he he swung and missed on the first two strikes. And this one, maybe he fouled out, um, fouled, yeah, fouled somewhere uh, on this hit. So um, it'll be interesting to see what you guys have to say. But I it's the shiniest turd of the three. So it's, it's just it's it's shiny. There's just no <laughs> substance. No, I see what you did there. No, Josh, this is not where you say how, how shiny, shiny is, is it. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to, if you're just yeah. a fan of CSR, go listen to Sudden But Inevitable uh, Podcast, and inevitable. that joke will yeah. uh, make sense. And it's the total opposite of what I just said. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> I no, I, I can't disagree with you on any of those counts at all. Um, well, listen, and you know, I watched this movie as a, as more of a cynic this time. I was telling them before. I, I watched this a yeah. little bit more as someone that would actually review a movie instead of a fan that collects toys of yeah. of the movies. You know, so there was a lot of things, and Yoda not sensing things was kind of one of my biggest complaints. I was like, how? Yeah. Wait, hold up. He was just here talking to you, meditating in your dark cave, Dagobah, anybody. <laughs> but he's like meditating with him. And Yoda's like, he's just like stoking the fire. He's like, oh, you're having a bad time. Let go of those things. Oh, you have someone you like. Let go of that person. Oh, you're going to go to the dark side. Like it, it reminded me very much of uh, a strong, like maybe too strong of a religious parent shoving beliefs down their kid's throat to the point of like going away you know what i mean does that make yeah. sense to you mm -hmm. yeah, I yeah. That. i mean and we did get the the machinations of uh palpatine's 
uh, strategy. You know, they finally come to light here. But even in that, did he want Grievous dead? Did he want Dooku dead? Did did mm-hmm. he plan on all this happening? Yes. Did he did he manipulate every single Jedi's mind to 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 keep away from from Anakin? You know, uh, even sending Obi Wan off to the other planet to get Anakin by himself. It's just there's a whole bunch of just useless scenes. Again, cut this movie by a good hour, and and it's it's a slicker, more concise plot that could be better understood. I, I will say back to we mentioned this last week, and I think even the week before, where like it's so much of Palpatine's plan is just left up to chance. And yes, and this yeah. is another case where this plan works because he does need Dooku killed. He does know that Anakin is going to be he. His plan is to make Anakin his new apprentice, and in order for that to happen, the old apprentice has to kill, or the new apprentice has to kill the old one. That's the thing. So, but it's just convenient prophecy that, or something, I guess. But it is convenient that the Jedi Council decided to send the two guys that just got their ass beat three years ago by Dooku to go rescue Palpatine from Dooku. From Dooku, <laughs> it's just this is the plan. Yoda was like, yeah. "Hmm, I think this time you guys will do better." Just you know, I have a feeling or something. Well, Yoda knew that Anakin's powers had doubled since the last time they met. <laughs> so so he evolved you know he went from a charmander to a charmeleon he evolved a little bit oh that's what it was <laughs> yeah he actually asked him are you irish yeah. and he said no why and he goes because your force is dublin nice oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good point yeah <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. You're, Sam, I'm, I'm with you on some parts there. Again, the, the plan does seem awfully yeah, just convenient. And Never mind that the, the, the uh, robots, the droid, droids are just meaningless as well, and there's no stakes at all with the droids. Um, they might as well not even have them around when the Jedi are around because the Jedi just cut through them so easily. It's, it's, there's no stakes there at all. It's just a numbers game. If there's enough laser bolts flying through the air from enough droids, eventually they're going to hit something. I, I don't mind the, the the giant numbers. I still hate the fact that the droids are acting acting like people. It, it, that that's, that <laughs> drives me crazy. There's no reason but yet you to do like that. it in things like Rogue One. I like that. Okay, because Adam Tudyk is the best. Alan Tudyk is the best. Right? But but there's not a case a- where Al- Alan. I don't remember. Yeah, no, you're right, Alan. But it's not like when at the end of the movie, when the he's defending, he's giving them time to climb the thing, and they yeah. shoot him. He doesn't say "ow." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not like he goes "ow," that hurt, and then it just there's none of that. Well, I'm okay with the droids having personalities, especially droids yeah. that have characters. But it does. What about uh, what about uh, solos? Um... L seven or L three or whatever. Yeah. Again, oh, the one that's now the Millennium Falcon. Like, yeah. I guess my problem is, and I see what you're trying to do here, Sam. I guess my problem is, if you're gonna make an <laughs> army of droids, you program them with as little to do as possible. Yeah, I, I'm saying yeah. like, you, why give yeah. them personality? They have a job to do, yeah. and then <laughs> their job get, is to kill them. trooper, clone troopers, and Jedi. It, that's it. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, and if that's it. the case, if these if the droids have have personalities, why not the little spider droids in space, the little uh, crab looking droids, the buzz on the droids, ground, the bigger ones, the you know, oh, God, the buzz it just, droids. Anyway, well, it's a it's a well known fact that most of those droids didn't have their version three point five update yet. No. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to tell go. Andrew. You're getting ready to do your your five word, but I do want to just because we mentioned it just a second. I have to say this about the buzz droids. Okay, <laughs> the whole idea that you're going to shoot a missile at a ship, and in order to be quote unquote hit, the missile actually flies past you and then breaks apart. And these little that seems so inefficient. <laughs> it, it feels like. Like droids, <laughs> if you make droids, you're making them to be efficient, and this is the yeah. most inefficient way to destroy a ship. Just if it were just regular missiles that just blew up, Obi Wan would have died. They would have been successful, but instead we have this these buzz droid things, which also is annoying because once again the Clone Wars has proven, and Andrew knows what I'm talking about, and the Clone Wars has proven to be better than the movies because in the clone wars there is a four episode arc in which R2D2 and three other droids along with a very short um, general go on a covert mission against the separatists and R2 literally fights against an army of buzz droids so the fact uh-huh. that Anakin says aim for or Obi-Wan says aim for the center eye R2 would know that because he's already defeated like a thousand of these things so. Yeah. Okay. Clone, Clone Wars hadn't come out yet, so you know. I know. I know. Clone but... Wars tried to to come in there and basically make 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 the boo boo better. Right? Of, make things make, make sense, and Please, it kind of it does. It kind of does because it's it, because honestly, this time watching it when when Obi Wan screams, "You are my brother, Anakin." I now know what that means. That yeah. now has context to me because of seven years of Clone Wars. Yeah, Man and, but you shouldn't is, uh, have to watch it. Sorry, Sam. Go ahead. You shouldn't have to watch seven years of Clone Wars to to understand a movie. <laughs> I don't disagree. A movie should be somewhat self-contained <laughs> in this one. I don't disagree. That was my same argument about um, both Batman versus Superman, the director's cut, as well as the Justice League. Super, you know, I shouldn't have to have four hours of a movie just for it to make sense. Andrew, what were you asking me about Bad Batch? No, I was just saying uh, Bad Batch is kind of doing the same thing with the, uh, in a way, with the sequels. Well, Bad Batch, what what Bad Batch is doing is pretty cool, is that it's giving us post-episode three that we've not seen yet. It's just giving us a new perspective, because the only thing post that we've seen is from Rebels. Have you watched that show yet, though? Bad Batch? Yeah. Yeah, I've only seen one episode. I've caught up. Like, oh, I'm, man. I'm live on it, yeah. So we're we're doing a new show in the network called Quest Me, and we're reviewing Bad Batch. And I'm just so disappointed in that show right now. No. Oh. There's nothing, there's like not much going on, you know? It's just Oh, so we got to find out what a chain code is. <laughs> I, I I think that's... they're what they're trying to do is because there's a gap in our knowledge between what happens at the end of Sith and what happens at the beginning of, of Rogue One or Star Wars Rebels. Uh-huh. I guess Rebels really is. If you're watching Bad Batch, that means you probably watched Rebels. So there's a gap there of about 15 years. 
And so we want to... But do we really need that filled? We didn't need episodes one, two, or three, but we got them anyway, so we might as well Whoa, 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 you bite your tongue. (laughs) There's there's a lot... Grandma's sweater again. We we didn't... Yeah, grandma's sweater, exactly. We didn't need midi-chlorians, but we were given them anyway. So, um, I don't know. Touche, touche. But also, we didn't need Rogue One, but damn, that was good. Yes. Yeah. And it made up for a lot of other things. Really. Did. Well, I just, and I think I'm, I'm, I want them to go more into the past. Have you read High Republic yet? Have you read those comics or anything yet? No, I don't. Where Yoda's don't, just a little guy. No. He's only yeah. a couple hundred years old. He's a little guy. He's not and, much and, bigger and again, now. <laughs> <laughs> again, we shouldn't have to 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 these giant temple moves. Just like if you think about it, the WandaVision and the Captain, uh, 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 sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, they're basically treading water if you think about it, because Marvel's going to treat these like, you know, people aren't going to watch this. So the next time you see, of course, Mackie is is Captain America, because Captain gave him the shield in the movie. You're not going to see the transition um, or what he had to go through to get that. But I think Marvel didn't make the mistake of putting out the movies before they explained everything. Oh, I think, totally. I, yeah. I, I, I like the way that Marvel's doing it, where they, they have those series going going into it. Like, I would have much rather waited seven years in between Attack of the Clones and Episode 3 if we got the whole series of Clone Wars to explain what was going on. Yeah, I mean... That would have been way cool. It would have been cool, but the problem is is that actors age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. technology de-ages them. So Not in 2005. <laughs> we, we didn't have, we didn't have uh, that. I don't know, man. Just get, put them in the green screen. They'll be fine. Yeah, there's <laughs> enough of that going on. Have you on. guys seen uh, the picture of Sebastian Stan in the Skywalker? Oh, absolutely. And he yeah. looks just like him. He it could crazy. be totally. Yes, totally. I'm, I'm all for it. I have. I think I have a, a hashtag that says Sebastian Stan is my Luke Skywalker or something like that. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. I haven't seen that. I didn't <laughs> see that. Uh, Andrew, I teased it like a seven minutes ago. What's your five word? I'm sorry. I, I keep interrupting. I... No, it's fine. This this is literally <laughs> why we brought you. Works. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, okay. <laughs> I think it's how most podcasts work, actually. So I have a couple of five word reviews. Yeah. So buckle up here. All right. Number one, way to start us off. The opening scene, I love. Mm-hmm. Like the the, it, I remember being in the theater watching this and just being in awe of this entire opening scene. Uh, and I felt like it was different than any other Star Wars film that we had seen to that point. Yeah, and so I appreciated it a lot. Uh, this one is from my wife, and it says, "Amazing what a haircut can do." I know that's more than five words, but she she was saying uh, Hayden Christensen, just because of this longer hair, you want to punch him in the face less. There's still some punchability there, but less. Because he, for some reason, looks more like a human. He's got a scar now. He's a little less punchable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I've got four more, but I'm going to combine them all into one, so get ready. All right. (laughs) All that it takes to go from a whiny pussy to a badass is third-degree burns and losing your limbs. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I thought maybe you would want to do some editing. 
No, you're fine. It's a motivational <laughs> poster right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and he also, he, 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 he turns pretty quickly there. Um, yeah. I think they could have done better with that part of the story because he started in the second, you know, with killing of the, the sand people, but then they kind of shrugged it off. Right. In fact, that's what made Padme fall in love with him because he slaughtered sand people at children or whatever, women and children. Oh, and she, she makes out it. with him. Yeah. <laughs> she, she totally went out with well, that one. Some people are turned um, on by weird things. Yeah. But it's just, it's like for, all the time, and, and you guys who watch Clone Wars, because I have not yet, but uh, apparently there's a big relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan, and it just feels like that is totally thrown aside very quickly in this, um, when, when he yeah. finally believes that uh, Palpatine and, and that the Jedi are t- trying to take over. We have, we have a couple of, of hints of the relationship when they get back after rescuing Palpatine, um, and he says, uh, you know, this, this, I owe you one. He's like, yeah, it's now the 10th time I've saved your life. He's like, no, 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 it's just nine. That one thing on the thing doesn't count. So like, mm-hmm. we're getting a little bit of a hint that there's, there has been history between them for the last three years, as well as, uh, there was another moment where Obi-Wan is vouching for him. You know, like Sam Jackson says, I don't trust him. And he goes, mm-hmm. he's never let me down before. Right? Like Obi-Wan believes in him to a fault. Obviously, mm-hmm. it, it mean to a, to a fault, and I mean honestly, Sam Jackson is the only one of the group that's like has any kind of common sense at all, and yep. he, to the point that even like oh. when Anakin comes in, because Anakin up until like the last second when he does a hard one eighty, Anakin's like, "Hey, the Chancellor is the Sith. You need to go arrest him." And he's like, "Okay," and he goes, "I want to come with you." And Sam Jackson's like, "No, just go wait." And I don't know, maybe if he takes him, I know we can't change this, the, the whole future of the series, but you were saying like, if maybe Sam Jackson trusts him in the moment and says, okay, why don't you come with me? We could use all the guns we can get. Then maybe, yeah. maybe that situation changes or, or turns around. Who knows? Obviously, but it has to go the way it has to go. But speaking of left Sam chance, like the chancellor was like, yeah, go ahead. Go tell your little Jedi friends, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but if Anakin came back, then it might have it absolutely would have been different. Yeah. He's not he's not gonna Sith twirl into him. He's just gonna I hated that so much. I just <laughs> these these Jedi yeah. these Jedi masters just died like bitches. I mean, I know he's supposed to be the best Sith fighter ever. And we get a taste oh mm. and I forgot about Sam. Uh, well, there, you get a taste of it in the Clone Wars. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, Kit uh-huh. Fisto got taken out like just a schoolyard chump. Like, uh-huh. and he's he's such a badass. And even in uh, Attack of the Clones, when he like pops off C-3PO's head from the droid or whatever, and he gives that smile and just goes back to kicking ass. <laughs> like, yeah. And then he just there's and there's three of them there. Three, not just Jedi, but Jedi Masters. Two of them being on the council, and I guess it's trying to show how powerful Palpatine is. But let's just talk about his rescue for a minute because he was kind of whiny about that whole thing. Just leave him, Anakin. It'll be fine. Just uh, leave him. We're, yeah. we're not going to make it. Uh. <laughs> well, there's no way he's he's athletic enough to have grabbed onto Anakin's leg to swing through that door. No way, unless he's a Sith Lord, which he is. But. Yeah, yeah. Someone should like, <laughs> like wait. Did you just yeah. do that? 
I thought you were just a politician. What the heck? (laughs) How do they not realize that stuff before he just blatantly tells Anakin? I mean, you don't see that coming from like a thousand miles away. I don't know. Obviously not. None of them see it coming. You're not wrong. Uh, The rescue is kind of, but like, see, Anakin, that's where we kind of get back to Anakin being the good guy is, you know, before the one hard 180, because he's like, no, we're going to rescue Obi-Wan. He goes, no, leave him. He goes, his fate will be the same as ours. Like, oh, Anakin is willing to die to cares. save his master, which is really yeah. cool. And and that's, that's the we're supposed, like, I want way more of that so that when he does betray Obi-Wan, it has more of a meaning. Again, it matters to us, like Andrew and I. I don't know, Josh, if you've watched all of the Clone Wars, but oh yeah, I've watched it twice within the last two years. So the moment has more meaning this time watching the movie because mm-hmm. when he screams, "You were my brother," I'm like, "Yeah, he uh-huh. was." And and especially in certain certain episodes, which I'm going to be vague about because of Sam, but there are certain episodes in which not not only does Anakin save Obi Wan's life, I mean, he saves his soul a couple times. Um, mm. in reference to the the woman from Mandalore, and like, that's deep stuff that the cartoon gets into that I wish that the show could have done, and I, I guess I'm blaming George Lucas for not having the forethought of of or the insight that Dave Filoni would have later. But anyway, yeah, I mean, yeah. that the Clone Wars, that Mortis trilogy, and the Clone Wars is one of the best. Star yeah. Wars trilogies outside of the original one, like yeah. that whole scenario is so awesome. But I just watched Rebels again because I really love that series. It's so uh, good. That one Rebels is so really good. good, and and so the the very ending of this movie where Obi Wan is dropping off Luke in the desert yeah. held a little bit more because I just finished watching the the Obi Wan um, Darth Maul fight again. Yeah, it's so good. And he's like watching Luke as a toddler, and I'm like, oh, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> the uh so my buddy who I mentioned uh, my coworker Jeff he uh he has seen a fan edit where basically they have now taken this movie and inserted into it the parts of the Clone Wars season 7 that match up in the timeline so when order 66 it. happens in the movie we see how Ahsoka handles order 66 with uh, Captain uh, Captain Rex and all of that stuff. So it's he says it's a little weird. Um, and they also, I think there's even a longer version where they do, if you remember the 2D cartoon version of the Clone Wars, it was only like one season. Mm. Um, but that cartoon deals with how Palpatine was physically kidnapped by Grievous and them. Uh, and so it literally shows the opening crawl and then like that stuff. And then we get into the fight and he says it, I mean, it turns into a four hour movie or a three and a half hour movie, but it, um, and you have to kind of like get your brain adjusted to the going from 2d to 3d to live, but, and, and bouncing all over. But anyway, I like that series a lot. Um, it's, I mean, especially seeing Mace Windu and how much of a badass he actually was with, uh, there's a scene in that old, the, I can't even remember the guy's name, but he's a really famous, um, I think he's a famous anime guy that did the Star Wars Clone Wars from 2003. Oh, it was the guy uh, that the, did Samurai Jack. Yeah, I can't think of that's, it. That's, yeah, yeah. 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 
But he did like the that scene where Mace like fights an entire droid army with his bare hands. And it's just it's kind of stupid, but it's kind of cool at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> there's the only part that I remember from it, there's a really funny part where I can't remember, but it's the species, I can't remember what they're called, but like we see him in the cantina. It's got the weird head that looks like um he looks like a, a hammerhead. Like a hammerhead on top, but he's got that weird long neck. And yeah. the, the the species is known for um, t- being able to take in huge amounts of air and then creating like a sound shockwave, right? It's like their own species superpower, right? <laughs> oh, and so Grievous is charging them, and he, there's a Jedi version of that, and he's doing this thing to like push Grievous back. And while one of them do, does this, Min, uh, Mace Window uses the force to tie Grievous's cape to like a subway car that shoots him off into the into like away. That's how they're able to escape. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Josh, did you do a five word? I honestly don't remember. Um, I I can make one up real quick. Uh, Anakin is just the worst. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. Wow. Okay. You, you... Uh, like every everything about him in this movie. I mean, of course he he had to do that, but Hayden Christensen act, acting got a, a little bit better. It's a little bit a, better, yeah. A little bit, um, but still his. The way that he delivers his lines is just so putrid. But it's also I, I blame Lucas on that too, because yeah. not many directors are going to be like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, one take, yeah, we're good, yeah, move on, move on, yeah, cool. battle scene. Don't worry, it's, we'll, we'll CGI fix it or something. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it. Um, I, no. but like notoriously, that's what they would do with with that. I guess George Lucas would only have them read their lines a couple times wouldn't direct them in any sort of way he was just like here's the script read the lines do your job i'll do the rest basically it's what i've gathered from like natalie portman interviews and stuff where the reason they were all so bad because natalie portman is a great actress Uh ewan mcgregor is a wonderful actor like Mm -hmm. all of all of the people are good actors but they weren't given that freedom of you know, maybe improvising or reading the lines differently or something. It was just what Lucas wanted is what what he got. And so I think a lot of Hayden Christensen's um, inability to act <laughs> was <laughs> due to uh, that that sort of stuff. Lucas kind of not wanting him to act, you know. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Well, it's yeah. a lot like taking a picture nowadays. And then thinking that Instagram is going to make the, 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 the filter is going to make it so much better. And then it just doesn't. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just doesn't work. Or like girls with a lot of makeup thinking that <laughs> dipping your face in that gallon of makeup is going to make things better. Sometimes. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Well, I think it's more like the um, like specifically the Sam's. It's like not just that the makeup, but it's like the Instagram filter is going to make. <sighs> You not only look nicer, but a better person. Yeah, um, mm, I think is yeah. the thing. Uh, my five <laughs> America, America. Well, it's not just America, but yeah, America. I know, I know. Uh, my five word is simply. Uh, that's not simply. It's this: the least worst prequel movie. Hey, this one. Yeah, okay, I'm there with you. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't hate this one as much as I disliked the other ones. I. There are parts of this that are actually pretty enjoyable. 
Uh, we've all mentioned the opening scene. Apart from the buzz droids part, which is real dumb, the opening scene is pretty great uh, as far yeah. as an action space flying through kind of chaos yeah. as the ships are kind of going through. It, Although it, I think it was supposed to impress us more than it does. It was supposed to be a big one shot, right? Mm-hmm. And since it's all CG, I, I was, you know, it's not as cool as if they would have done it with models or something like that. I don't know. Oh, but 19 years ago, it was still impressive, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, you're not, mm-hmm. I think so. I think it's still a cool shot. I think it's still pretty and, and action packed. I mean, yeah, it's all done in a computer, but someone still had to think it. Uh, it's the same yeah, thing with yeah. the, the adventures of Tintin, right? That whole one shot. With oh, the yeah, okay. You yeah, know, like, yeah. It's still yeah. really cool, even though it was done CGI, doll computer, and, and motion cap. Someone still had to think it. Yeah, I'm looking at a, a screenshot from the movie right now where uh, Obi Wan is on the back of the the lizard thing. Yeah, right. And there is nothing real about this scene except for him, his body, and the head of one of the clone troopers. The one that Cody, I just, yeah, you know, Cody. I wrote that down in my notes. His head is not even in the, the suit. It's right. Like detached. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, but, but but what you're saying, though, this world has been created here and it couldn't have been done any other way. I mean, if they had tried to create this world without CGI and they tried to do it with models, mm-hmm. it would not have been as impressive as it is. Um, I mean, it would have been okay, I guess. But, but they were able to do that in the the first three. They but you, you think about the new worlds. You think about the the camera shots, though, the camera angles that you can get with the CGI. It just it wouldn't well, have happened. Now, does it look completely realistic? Absolutely not. But well, that's I the thing that in it's world yeah. creating. I think it did a good job. In episodes four, five, and six, they're just going to places on Earth. We're just going to go to the deserts of of northern Africa, and now we're going to go to the frozen wastelands of, of Greenland. I don't know where they filmed that one. And, and then we're Place just called cult. And then we're just going to go to, uh, the jungles of, of somewhere, you know, like those are all places that are, are here on earth. So there's nothing fantastical yeah. about them. They just, cause they look like earth. So I understand needing to CGI build out these worlds to make them fantastical and unique and weird, weird, whatever. I'm totally fine with that. But to your point about the clone trooper, with with a floating head, one hundred percent of the clone troopers in this movie are CGI. There is not one actor, one double, one extra in a suit, not one. Uh-huh. So even as far as when Anakin is leading the the troopers into fight the or to the Jedi Temple, that is the five hundred and first, which is a fan group of Star Wars enthusiasts who have the suits and whatever. It would have been super cool if they would have actually had those extras. Get the dudes from the 501st, which they've done in other movies. They've actually gotten uh, fans uh, to be extras uh, from the 501st, which is really cool. And I know saying we keep harping back to Clone Wars. There's a really great story about that four-story arc, that four-episode arc I mentioned about R2, where there's a droid that goes with them called QTKT. And it's a pink R2 unit. And it was made, uh, there was a, a girl, this, this, is the, this is the story that actually makes me cry. There was a girl who, who was a huge fan of Star Wars, and her dad was part of the 501st. And she had 
leukemia. She was like 10. And um, her kind of make-a-wish was to have her own droid. And so enough of the guys came together and built her a pink R2 droid. And she got to play with it and be with it for a few days before she passed away. And George Lucas heard this story and was so moved by it that they gave her a four-episode arc in that 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 Clone Wars, there's four episodes with QTKT, and mm-hmm. how she yeah. uh, and R two and the other two droids do, do go on a mission to to save or to go, go on an important mission. That's why she's in there. So the fans have this great power in numbers, which is so cool and so amazing. And there's that's what makes Star Wars so great is is stuff like that. And it's just it's a little bit of a bummer knowing that there's not one extra in this movie that was in a suit. You know. Well, I would say yeah. that, so in regards to the 501st, that didn't originate until 1997. Yes, it was kind of a big deal, but I don't think it's as big as it, or I don't think it was as big in 2003 when they were filming this, or 2004, that it is today. So I don't think that even crossed their mind then. And just like now, they were trying to be so secretive about everything that they didn't want to, you know, give, I mean... I think episode one got ruined by some people. There was some like someone that worked on the movie had given away some pretty big plot details of episode one before it came out. Right. And so I think Lucas being the way he is was probably like, yeah, nah, we'll just, we'll just CG it in. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Uh, it was probably, I mean, it might be cheaper or whatever. I don't know. And I get your point about, I mean, 2003, you know, the Internet's still in, in, in its infancy in a, in a way, you know, getting word around to, to organize, you know, hey, George, we want to be in the movie and stuff like that. And I get that. So I just. It's great now. I want to be a part of the 501st at this point. Just yeah, there's, and there's a lot awesome, of. But. And there's a lot of. By the way, people, it's, it's incredibly easy now to print that, that armor. Like with my 3D printers, I could have yeah. a suit of armor out in a week. It's it's, Which it's is, amazing what's out there, and it's free. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the files are free, so anybody could really get a suit. That's good to know because last time I asked them about it, they were like, "Yeah, you got to build your own suit," and I was like, "Yeah, ne- never mind. I'm good." <laughs> I want to get the file, Sam, so you can build the Adat Walker suit for my parents' Italian Greyhound. Yes, I've seen that too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So I'm going to run through some notes here real quick before, well, we still have a lot of other show <laughs> business to go through. Uh, but we've, we've hit on a lot of our other stuff, which is fine. Um, okay. I, I was told today that I like to nitpick movies too much. And I said, thank what? you because that's my job to nitpick. So uh, and Josh, you're, you being the, I'm forcing upon you the mantle of defending this movie. Um, That's fine. I can do that. So Grievous is a really interesting character, and he's interesting mostly because we know him from the Clone Wars. We, we are, we're introduced to him in this movie, and, and he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a robot, but he's also got um, organs, live organic organs and he's always coughing and he's got really cool weird kind of alien eyes and that in that you know kind of gut sack you know with his lungs and heart and some other stuff there and it wasn't until it wasn't until this viewing where when the jedi have made it to the 
observation deck or the or the bridge or whatever, and he says, "You lose, Jedi," and he throws the spear out the window and breaks it, and then he flies out into space and then escapes that way. I was like, "Wait a minute, his organs would have frozen and he would have died." Yeah, but pause for just a moment, though. Please tell me that you refer to your, uh, your organs as being in a gut sack on a regular basis. No, I read that that phrase. That's why I said it that uh, way. I want you to do that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. No, but I, I agree. I, I, I uh, thought about that as well because, and I also thought, you know, shoot him in the heart. You know, like something. Yeah. Which is what happens to him later, but do you know he's not fully he's a cyborg really mm-hmm. you know and these organic organs can be destroyed really easily and when he goes out into space you're right it would they not have just frozen right yeah. there yeah they would have and if he breathes air yeah because um, <laughs> he's coughing issue. i mean he's constantly yeah. coughing um it's just one of those things I know someone's going to say well are you okay with uh, Mary Poppins Leia in Return or in The Last Jedi (laughs) and honestly I kind of am so you know whatever it's fine I'm not killer right then and there space ended it right then and there space physics (laughs) and Star Wars galaxy is not the same it's it's fine well I was just going to say like this whole organ thing in space like there's sound in space so yeah. obviously there's air in space and, and, and fire, fire. Yeah. And, and lasers and smell. And smell. <laughs> I, I have gotten more messages about your weird comment about the smell in space than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I just would get, think it's kind of it's probably pretty rusty, right? Pretty rusty smell. I would think. <laughs> well, they say it's like a stale fart. <laughs> ah, okay. Go on. That's what my studio yeah. smells like. I don't know about anything else. Cauliflower? Like, what kind of fart? What are we talking here? Some yeah, maybe, maybe broccoli. <laughs> broccoli, okay, okay. Uh, That's pretty stanky. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, so I did write... I did write down, ever think Sam Jackson got pissed when he filmed this scene and getting killed like a bitch? So I, I wrote that down. And then realized, I know I'm going to skip ahead a little bit into my trivia... But I did read this in the trivia. Sam Jackson said that he knew that he was going to have to die in the movie. So he told George Lucas that he would only do the movie if Mace Window gets to go out in a blaze of glory and not like some sucker. On an American late night talk show, on an American, obviously this was not written by someone in America. (laughs) On an American (laughs) late night talk show, he confirmed that he did indeed have a meaningful death scene and that he does not go out like some punk. Did you know, this is more trivia for you, but did you know before Samuel L. Jackson was approached to play this role, Tupac Shakur was supposed to play the role of Mace Windu? I did not know that. That would have been yeah. interesting. Did you know Michael Jackson wanted to play Jar Jar? I did know that. I did read that. <laughs> that might have been better. <laughs> <laughs> might have saved his life. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just... I like, but like, I mean, like, I, we're jo- we're joking now, but I mean, like, with everything else that we kind of know about Michael Jackson, would we then look at the prequels kind of like how we look at movies with, um, 
What's his I'd name? probably be more upset. I'd be like, you keep Anakin away from Jar Jar. You get him away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't go to Tatooine with him. Get out of here. His, what's his name? Um, oh my gosh. The House of Cards. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Space. Kevin. Yeah. Is yeah. it the same? Would it, be, would it be the same thing? Lex Luthor. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. doubt it. I. I'm not actually asking for an yeah. answer. I was yeah. just. It was just a rhetorical. <laughs> or, or, or I was pondering. Uh, I never. I do want to say. Uh, I'm pretty sure Mace Windu is going to make an appearance in the new Obi Wan series. I think they're going to bring him back. That's awesome. Just as, for fan service. As a ghost. Uh, I, I, I hope did, so. See, Andrew no, I, or somebody mentioned last week that I, or somebody did, maybe it was me, I don't remember, that said that they heard that Liam Neeson is like wanting to become you know, yeah, a force ghost that on that yeah. show. I think, well, that's that's part of his training from the end. When Yoda's talking about him training, yeah. it's learning to become a force ghost. So I would assume yeah. Liam Neeson's going to make his... Like cameo in that. I would, um, ass- I would assume so. I think I that'd be pretty special cool. Special set of skills. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good evening, Obi Wan. Yeah. <laughs> I have a special set of skills, <laughs> which partly makes me sound like Sean Connery for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I did that. That's perfect. You listen to me. You listen. Good, Obi Wan. There you go. I like it. Oh, Sean Connery as a Jedi would be amazing. Uh, oh, my dream. I did say that I wrote down the saying, saying killing younglings, right? Because they use the phrase younglings. He says Anakin has killed younglings. Is using the word younglings better than saying that he killed children because we don't use the word younglings? You think that's why they use that word? Maybe. Good question. Because saying he murdered children is hard. You know, like it's, it's and but I think though that that would have made it more. It, he would have been Darth Vader. You know what I'm saying? Uh, saying killing a youngling is like saying that someone. I mean, we would get ticked off if we heard that someone put chicks, like baby chickens, in a bag and threw them in a river. Like we, yeah, oh yeah, we would we would get upset. About, but uh, it's not like the same as killing a child. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I just I think they well, used I personally. First of all, who leads with that? <laughs> like, <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't even like trying to hide anything. Like, you, uh, first of all, Padme is pregnant AF and probably hormonal uh, taboo, and then like all stressed out about this whole thing. She sees the temple on fire, and you're going to come lead with Anakin killed younglings. Where is he? Like that's what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the other thing that's up. interesting in this universe, the other thing that's interesting in this galaxy is that no one ever brings evidence of things. So he's like, Anakin has turned to the dark side. I don't believe you. Here's a hologram to prove it. Oh, damn. Oh, well, you're yeah, right. Okay. He just said I've seen. Right. Yeah, he's, that's that's. The, I've seen holograms. That's the father of my child. Which, by the way, this is oh, this pissed God. off my wife so bad. She's like, they they have the technology of of all of the technology of space flight and laser swords, and they can't tell her that she has twins. <laughs> so here's a little bit more trivia. They filmed enough uh, movie to make a four-hour uh, cut of this movie. Wow. Like there's, there's a lot Lucas that they... Cut. Lucas cut. Yeah. There's a, well, there's also... I mean, apparently Lucas does that, right? Because it was the same thing. There was like a three-hour version of, of The Phantom Menace. 
that has a lot of stuff that got left on the cutting room floor. Floor. So I don't know. Uh, but one well, of the edits. One of those. Sorry. No, I was just going to say one of those. Uh, uh, okay. Well, basically, is the original cut of the movie ran for four hours. The opening battle Palpatine rescue scene was over an hour. The extra footage of the Palpatine rescue scene is shown in the video game for the movie. Um, yeah. But, oh, with like Shock T getting killed, and uh, the like. There was a, another droid battle with. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the last. Uh, let's see. Oh, I did type. Um, we learned from Batman Begins, starring Obi Wan or uh, Qui Gon Jinn, that you never give up sure footing for a kill shot, and I wrote that because Yoda and. Palpatine fight scene has always annoyed me because oh. it starts off. He's in the, he's in his little office and then they fight all the way to the chambers. And then we see them fighting, rising up on the thing. And then it's a cut. And all of a sudden the emperor is, or Palpatine is like 11 stories up on the, in the platform and Yoda's way down there. And I thought, how did he get up there? Why would Yoda let him get that much of the high ground? First of all, and then when Yoda does the spinny thing on the, on the little seat and throws it at Palpatine, and Palpatine's looking around for him, Yoda shows up with the great all-but-hello-there moment, but he doesn't have sure footing, and so when the force of lightning explodes, the only reason why Yoda falls is because he had bad footing. And okay. it just I'm, I was always annoyed by that fight scene because Yoda didn't lose. He just fell. And then gave up. That's what's kind of annoying about it. He just he didn't lose. It was an even fight. So anyway. he didn't lose it. I I think he would have on an even playing field. He would have whooped that dude's ass. I think so too. <laughs> I, I, Give him a little bit of green fury because, like, yeah, he definitely went down. Like, uh, he just you're right. He gave up too quickly. But I think he was more. If you're gonna get it, like, get nerdy about it. I think he was more affected by the fact that so many Jedi had died already and he had kind of like his faith in the force was shaken a little bit. So he wasn't nearly as powerful as say when he fought Dooku because he was just like, oh, I'm kind of drained right now. And like, I don't really, I don't know if I care anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I just, so, I, I also don't like the fact that he, he, you know, um, Bail Organa bails, you know, comes and gets him. And his first thing, he's like, yep, time to go into exile. Like, wait, that we're already there. We, you, what? Let's, can we not regroup and have another conversation? I don't know. It just, that does seem kind of quick. Yeah, it does. Which is like, like, which is so funny when people got mad at the last Jedi, they're like, Luke is just hiding on this Island. He goes, that's what the Jedi do. They get their ass beat and then they go hide. So I'm yeah. not sure why Luke is any different because that's exactly what Obi Wan did and that's exactly what Yoda did. So yeah, I feel I've like Obi Wan kinda... didn't want to do that though. I feel like he wanted a little more. Yeah, I've always kind of wondered about that. Like, is it because they're trying to protect the Jedi way, or what? You know, why are they secluding themselves and becoming recluses? There's a balance. With the light side and the dark side, and you have huh. to, you know, you have to have at least a little bit of light side out there in order to keep that balance, or the entire, like the Sith would have actually taken over. 
which is nah, really I mean, fun. <laughs> it's really fun to uh, to mess with. Read your, about. Well, it's really fun to mess with your fifth grade child's teacher when they start studying physics, and uh, they talk about balance, and uh, <laughs> and then you have him answer one of his one of his questions with <laughs> the light and dark side. <laughs> well, or Thanos. Thanos was right in his balance. <laughs> before the Clone Wars and before Rebels, when uh, Obi-Wan is screaming at him saying you were supposed to you know, bring balance to the Force, not leave it in darkness, he technically does leave it in balance. By the time Anakin is done, there are two Sith and two Jedi. So yep. technically there's balance. Now then Clone Wars comes along and then we find out that Ahsoka survives and then Rebels comes along and finds out that Janan or uh, uh, Kanan Jarrus survives, and Ezra is a Jedi eventually. So there's a little bit, but then also um, to to balance those guys, um, Darth Maul and Savage is a thing. So or and um, 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 what's her name, Ventress. So there's there's still other stuff out there. There's still enough to kind of balance it. And then of course you have the inquisitors later on, but Yeah, I don't I don't count them. You don't fly with lightsabers. Stupidest thing ever. It is kind of <laughs> dumb, but I also like the fact that the inquisitors come across as these really scary things and Ahsoka defeats one like two of them pretty flippin' easily. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they, they charge and she puts her lightsabers down and then just like dismantles the one or something. It's it's such a great scene. Did we lose Sam? I think um, we did. He's been. He may have fallen asleep. No, I mean, that's possible. <laughs> um, well, we'll just keep rocking and rolling. I, I sent him a text. Well, he has, he's still online. So we'll just keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, or his controller. He's muted or who knows? I haven't heard from Sam in a good 15 minutes. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. So the last few notes I have before we do anything else. Oh, where's my notes? Uh, is Palpatine uh, high ground? Um, oh, I wanted to further that point of Yoda giving up too easily. Um, Obi Wan did not give up. He saw no. that that deed was done. He cut that dude's legs off. He cut his arm off, and he left him there to burn. Yoda was like, oh, he knocked me off the edge. I'm gone. Well, like, and a lot of people, including myself, had argued if Obi-Wan just walks over there and, and finishes the job, <laughs> right, just gives him a little, which technically would have been the merciful thing to do. Burning alive is kind of like the nightmare scenario, right? Yeah. He murdered children. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but most people look at it as is that he's letting the force decide, and the force decided that he should live. I don't know, but I don't like that explanation. I like the fact that Obi-Wan is a vengeful God. And he was like, <laughs> nah, nah, you killed kids. You're done. It, just, <laughs> it, I don't know. It just, it, Obi-Wan has killed for less reasons. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> you know, like I know it was your brother and all this stuff. I don't know. I just, um, maybe if Obi-Wan, if, if Anakin would have threatened Luke, like, um, Maul does eventually. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess you could technically say that Anakin did die there because he yeah. comes out as Darth Vader. From so, a certain point of view. And the whole reason they, that he made his castle on Mustafar was because Anakin died there and he wanted to still be able to 
reach that side of him or whatever yeah. the book said. Uh, worth no in film history. I already made that reference. Um, now the daughter of a senator becomes a princess. I'm not sure how that works, but that's fine. Are you sure that's the worst no? Or is it... I don't know. I still think Luke Skywalker's no is a little worse. I think in, in the... Empire. It, the acting of it is... I don't know if it's worse or better, but I, I feel like the, the Luke's no is more earned, I think. And also, okay. in 1980, all right, all right. the trope wasn't quite as played out. <laughs> yeah. You know, I... Just, I, I by 2005 they were the trope <laughs> yeah 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 they yeah. um sam is 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 returning for some reason i am back yeah Sorry for some reason uh oh good morning uh screen sharing <laughs> kills his skype for whatever reason oh um okay. but just sam just so you know what you missed we have solved all of the world's problems so and <laughs> hey man we're done i'm out fortunately you were not here to take credit of it so that's fine I'm used to it. Um, and the, my last note was interesting that they raise Leia like a daughter, but Luke like a nephew. Dude, I think it's interesting that Leia gets to go to this cush princess life. And they're like, what are we going to do with this kid? And they're like, I don't know, throw him in the desert. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> I, I also think Leia is totally Anakin, where, uh, whereas um, Luke is Padme. Oh, okay. Right? Leia is all about the, the take things by force. And, and, oh, and she is more. Like, Let's talk yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. She is more aggressive and definitely the alpha of that, those two. You're not wrong. Uh-huh. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, if you've, I've actually done this. There's a NPR, NPR? I don't know. There's a radio play of A New Hope. And I've listened to it. It's great. And they actually got Anthony Daniels and. Mark Hamill and a couple others, they did not get Harrison Ford for Han. The dude playing Han is not even close. And it's definitely not oh. James Earl Jones. But there's some yeah, other I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah, they're not gonna pay him enough, is basically what it came down to. But but the <laughs> no radio questions. The radio play is um set before basically the radio basically Rogue One killed the radio play because the radio play has Parts of what happened in Rogue One, um, but yeah, Leia Leia is kind so, of a, more of a badass in in video the video. Did kill the radio star? Now you're not wrong. Actually, that's pretty good. Absolutely. Um, but she uh, she actually um, has k- uh, kills a um, an officer in in that radio play. Uh, do you guys have any other notes before I do clips? No. Okay. Nope. <laughs> uh. Oh, I, I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. I had to think. You're fine. Kylie had something that she didn't want to uh, say. Her her five five word review. I forgot to I forgot to say this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, who is Kylie? For those that are listening to the show that only oh listen yeah, to... so my my bad. Kylie is my wonderful girlfriend. She is on the Sun but Inevitable rewatch with me and Jesse and Ricky. Um, she's actually going to be one of the co-host to the sudden but inevitable rebop when we talk about Cowboy Bebop here <laughs> in the next month. Um, nice. But her five-word review was, "Do you think he smells?" Every time she saw Palpatine, <laughs> she was like, "God, he just looks like he smells so bad." <laughs> I love that. That's 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 the best. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the. Best. That, I think that was it for my notes. Okay, that's great. 
All right, I I am contractually obligated to play this. Oh, I have a bad feeling about this. There you go. Gosh, that seemed loud. Why was that so loud? Uh, got a bad feeling about this. Okay, I teased. I mentioned this earlier. This annoyed me. It still annoys me. Why do robots say "ouch"? So here you go. If you can tell what's going on, he R two comes up. He says, don't move. R2 shocks him with his little shocky gun, and it says, ouch. And it actually does the thing when, like, if you hurt your hand, you shake your hand because you're trying to get your feeling. The robot does that before he kicks R2. I don't, I just. Don't move. <laughs> Why would you program that's, it to say, ouch? That's one of the version 3.5 droids. You know, they got the upgrade, Ugh. so they get the. <laughs> so bad. I don't know. Uh. This is something you want to hear right before, you know, uh, the world's about to go to hell. Is he not to destroy the Sith and bring balance to the Force? So the prophecy says. A prophecy that Miss Reg could have been. Wait, you're telling me that now? That that, that it could be wrong? Harry Harry well, Potter? The, the scary timpani roll in the background kind of gives it away. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I am going to keep this forever. Hello there. I got to keep that, right? I mean, it's great. They just, and of course that's a callback to episode one or no, episode four. When the first things we hear Obi-Wan Kenobi say is hello there. Yeah. It sounds like someone's got a zip tie in the background. You hear that? It's like a zip tie. (laughs) Hello there. (laughs) It's so funny. I never noticed that before. Somebody's uh, zip tying some cables together. Uh, this is 23 seconds of the Darth Vader part. Now, I didn't notice it when I was watching it, but I definitely noticed it when I was pulling the audio that Palpatine takes a long time to breathe. It, it, it's like, it, it's just, he's having... Well, there, was, there was several Palpatine moments in this movie that were just really bad. That were just, yeah, cringeworthy. It yeah, where he's just kind of pausing and staring, and but he's... He, uh, you're not no, wrong. no, you will die. He's like, yeah. I didn't even say I was going to kill you, man. <laughs> didn't he start giggling at one point, too? He giggles just, a lot. Yeah. He, he, he does villain laugh basically uh-huh. from the moment that we he pulls that lightsaber out of his hand, out of his uh, shirt, whatever. He, uh, yeah, oh, he, he does geez. that. Uh, Sith twirl. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. The force is strong with you. A powerful Sith. Come. Henceforth, you shall be known as Darth Vader. When does he ever sound like that again in the whole franchise? I don't know. I mean, that's some serious auto-tune. Yeah. Like, it just, it doesn't sound anything like him. He sounds like Sigourney Weaver from Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, the last words R2 hears from his master. R2, stay with the ship. That's a little sad. <laughs> which, is, uh, which is a great like bit where later on when Luke says R2, stay with the ship, but then he goes after Luke on the Cloud City. Uh, because the last time someone said stay with the ship, his master didn't come back. 
I, I just I like I like those little notions, you know. Yeah, those droids are like dogs. I feel like they're kind of they're loyal. Like, they're absolutely loyal. Yeah, yeah. I I did want to mention. Uh, la- I think last episode you guys were asking about R two D 2s rockets mm-hmm. and how they uh, what happened to those things. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there is a book and or a comic that explains how those got damaged. Of and you couldn't use them anymore. Yeah. 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 It's called <laughs> We Didn't Have That Technology in 1977. Exactly. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't care that they're not used in four, five, and six. I just if you're gonna show them to me in a thing before. But I mean it's Star Trek is having to do that too, right? Like in the yeah. in the show Discovery, which is ten years before the original series, they have hologram communication devices <laughs> on the ship, and in order to retcon so that or explain why the Enterprise uses a view screen, Captain Pike says, "I don't like the holograms. It's like talking to ghosts. Don't you know? Make it so that never happens." And so, by the end of the se- that, that season, uh, the number one says, "Don't worry, Captain. We will only ever use viewfinder ever again." You know, just mm. and and it's part of it because you know in two thousand and I don't know what what year did they make those you know seventeen eighteen nineteen it's going to look different than nineteen sixty six I get that but you're gonna have to explain some stuff away. <laughs> How awful would it have been if uh, R two used his rockets in Force Awakens and Last Jedi? <laughs> <and stuff? laughs> well, he's he's barely I got in. Back, guys. <laughs> yeah, he's barely in Force Awakens. He only basically shows up when the plot needed yeah. him to. Um, now his his cameo in Mandalorian was more meaningful than any cameo he made in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like two seconds. <laughs> I also like their little cameo in Rogue One. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, just like, oh, where's everybody going? No one tells us anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, something that's Shut always up, kind of uh, annoyed me. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Really? Then when Yoda says do or do not, there is no try, that's not an absolute? <laughs> Maybe Yoda's a secret Sith. <laughs> I mean, I just... the, 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 the whole Jedi religion is, is so convoluted. I don't think anybody really knows what's going on. I have a book. I have the Jedi um, manual here. Yeah, the Jedi like Bible? six versions of that. <laughs> I have I have a Jedi one, and the what makes it kind of fun is that the, the idea is that this book was handed down from, um, like different Jedi. So like you know, like Anakin had it, you know, and Obi Wan had it, and oh, Qui Gon had I've it. I've seen that. And so, like, yeah. there's notes in the margin, right? And so, like, you know, the, the note will say, a Jedi does this, and Qui-Gon says, not necessary. And then underneath it, Luke says, but good to do, or something like that. There, there's a lot of that kind of thing. Like, there's a little bit of humor in it. Um, yeah. Uh, Jedi Bible is like the uh, the new King James Bible or whatever. There's, like, eight different versions of it. <laughs> So I'm going to take a pause for the show, well, not the show, but I'm going to do this because, I, well, this is my show and I get to do what I want. 
I recorded <laughs> my son uh, in an interview with my son. I've done this before, and it's been a while, but he's been watching these movies. Now, he did not watch this movie with me. I felt this movie was too, it's too dark for my dark. eight-year-old yeah. son. Uh, if you've let your kids younger watch this movie, that's fine. I'm not judging. I just did not want him to see it. Which, by the way, before I forget this moment, my opinion, fight me on this, I don't care. The best acting in the entire movie is the little boy that says, Master Skywalker, there's too many. What are we going to do? And when he lights up that saber and that kid reacts to that, is the best, most heart-wrenching thing in the movie. Because I don't know what they did to scare that kid, but they did something to scare him to make him step back. That's not acting. That's reacting. And it's, yeah. a, and it's, oh, yeah. it's so good, and it just breaks your heart because you know what's about to happen. Um, so anyway... So here's my son's uh, take on the three movies that he's seen. It's only about a minute and a half. Joining me tonight is my son, Declan. Say hi, Declan. Hi. And you like Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, you like I'm you. the number one biggest fan. You're the number one biggest fan? <laughs> mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah. Okay. But for the movies that we've seen all the way through, that you and I have sat and watched all the way through, episodes one, two, and four, which one is your favorite one so far? This is very hard. Honestly, I like them all because they all involve something getting blown up. Okay, that's fair. And um, I do have um, some things to add. Like, um, I'd have to say that um, The Phantom Menace was a little bit cooler than the others because, I mean, Darth Maul... It's just so cool to watch his um, dual-wielded lightsaber just, like, go. So you like Phantom Menace yeah. probably the best because of Darth Maul. And you like... Do you like Jar Jar Binks? He's the funniest man in the world. Really? He's, he's, <laughs> oh. um, he's really clumsy. That kind of makes him like a very funny clown. Funnier than a clown, <laughs> and not as scary as a clown, because <laughs> I know that some people have some fears of clowns. All right, so he's <laughs> funny but not scary. No, but you like the character. I'm, yeah, this, besides his clumsiness, I like him. Okay, all right, that's cool. All right, thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was awesome. Ten. <laughs> And I have a fear uh, of Jar Jar. Yeah, <laughs> that's that more than more than the, the fear of clowns. Um, yeah. So, right. uh, episode one, I, I was nine when that movie came out. So about your son's age, and I was probably the same way. And even to this day, episode one still holds a special place in my heart because it was one of the first new Star Wars movies I saw. Like, uh, they re-released uh, the, the original trilogy right before episode one came out, and I went and saw all of them multiple times. Like, so I can at least say that I've seen all the movies in the theaters. Maybe not the way that, you know, you, you guys saw them or whoever, but, like, <laughs> but I, I, I can agree, like... We're not that old. With your son, but... <laughs> I, that, that, I, I, yeah, but that just reminds me Sanders. so much of, like, when I was a kid, because I loved Jar Jar, and I loved Darth Maul and his double-bladed lightsaber, um... Nowadays, I'm not a big fan of Jar Jar because he does annoy me, but it's still like 
you know that that thing just holds a special place. So and yet, like Darth that. Maul That's is adorable. still cool as ever. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. and the most uh, underrated, underused, uh, underused, yeah, villain in the history he could of have villainy. Been, yeah, he could have been the the most amazing villain throughout this trilogy. He could have yeah. been the next Darth Vader esque type of villain, and he would have been better than Dooku. Could you imagine yeah. Maul and Yoda fighting instead? Oh, it would have been cool. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I am gonna play our our uh, little uh, uh, buddy. Uh, so, uh, Steve, Steve Ebert, take it away. Hey, Cheap Seat Review Nation. This is friend of the podcast, Steve Everett. Maybe you've heard my song as the intro to Cheap Seat Reviews, but I've got a new record, Little Winds, and it's out everywhere worldwide. You can find out more at steveeverett.net, and I'd love to have you listen. Thanks a lot. Kids. We were talking about your weekend when we should have been listening. The teacher came over, said tonight. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's a good he's a good dude, good friend of shit. Go go buy his new record, it's great. Yeah. Time for the I got it. I actually what's, listened what's to a lot name? of it on How the way I... home today. Yeah, Steve, Steve Everett. Twitter and stuff? Okay, uh, Everett. Yeah, I tag him a lot on Twitter. It's uh, Steve Everett. Steve R. Everett, I think, is his Twitter, at Steve R. Everett. Um, he, 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 he does our outro music. He, mm-hmm. he said intro, but he meant outro. He does our outro music. <laughs> he, uh, he used to do our intro long ago um, yep. when we had, a, we had a different intro long ago. and Like the first, what, 100 episodes was his music. Yeah. And he's a good friend of mine, and he's just produced his. God. And he's been on the podcast a bunch too. Oh, a bunch, so, yeah. And he'll be nice. on again this summer. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's he's like our Paul Simon to SNL. You know, it just he keeps wow. coming on. That's a okay. I would have said <laughs> Justin Timberlake, nice. but sure, Paul Simon's fine. Well, I'm I'm the it, '80s it generation. Same. Remember, I, I know. <laughs> uh, time for this. <laughs> time for oh I forgot to pull the uh, time for this again and now for some more bad news ready before I do the last bit of trivia I need to I need to kind of get moving here um, we do have some really yep. awesome listeners and one of those listeners uh, Andrew uh, listener Andrew messaged me on Twitter explaining the whole Sifidius thing okay because remember I said who the heck is Sifidius and I didn't know who he was and like did Palpatine pretend to be him so according to Andrew. Sifo-Dyas, Sifo-Dyas was killed by Dooku before Dooku left the Jedi Order under orders from Palpatine. Dooku then impersonated Sifo-Dyas um, when he ordered the clones, complete with the altercations like the behavioral inhibitor chips that allowed for Order 66. I think the biggest complaint, this is still Andrew talking, the biggest complaint about the Lucas and the prequels is that he had become used to the books and comics of the expanded universe to help him with backstory and world building. And so I asked him, so he learned that from a book and he said, yes. And I said, yeah. thanks. Thanks for the clarification. I appreciate it. So thanks Andrew for helping us out. Cause we were confused by that, or I was confused by that. All right. Some trivia. I'm going to cut through real quick. Every chunk clone trooper is CGI. I just said that. Um, this one was interesting. This is the, uh, I thought this was really interesting. Gary Oldman had agreed to play the voice of General Grievous, but pulled out of the movie because it was being made using actors who were not part of the Screen Actors Guild, of which Gary Oldman is a member. Lucas once quit the Writers Guild, Directors Guild, and Motion Picture Association of America over dispute concerning Star Wars Episode V, The Empire Strikes Back. 
which was the title crawl, uh, putting all the credits. And he never end. and he never went back either. Yeah, and has not been able to work with the guild actors with guild actors since. The role was hmm. read by Duncan Young on set and voiced by Matthew Wood, who, being a Lucasfilm employee, submitted his reading under the name Alan Smithy. Hmm. So it's interesting. Now, I also sometimes uh, there's a lot of trivia. Again, all of these things have a lot. All these movies have just tons and tons and tons of trivia, and it's just insane. To, to scroll through it. So basically, I would just scroll for like a second and then stop and then read two and then scroll for a second and stop and read for two. But I found this one, and this one annoyed me, so I'm going to play this. That is one big pile of shit. Okay, so <laughs> someone took the time to write this in, and this is why I hate this. Boo! The movie, this movie, Star Wars episode... I'm sorry, let me start over. This movie, Star Wars episode seven, The Force Awakens, Rogue One... Episode 8, The Last Jedi, Solo, A Star Wars Story, are the only ones to not contain R2-D2 in the final shot. So you're telling me that 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 5, 6? So 6 of the 11 possible movies that don't have R2, it, it, that's, not a, that's not a thing. That's like half. <laughs> it just if, if if this was the only one that didn't have it, that's a thing. But it's not. I don't know. It just I, I think that's. I thing. think it 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 was before, right? So if with just episodes one through six, it would have been the only one. Okay, so yeah, that was that was cool. Like ten, fifteen years ago. You're right. We, okay, you're right. Without yeah. So uh, this movie. So if you take away the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, Solo. And Rogue All the new One, ones, basically. Yeah, basically everything except the very last one, uh, episode nine. So you're right. Okay. One th- between one through six, this is the only one that doesn't end. Okay, that's kind of a neat distinction. But yeah. when you have to add in 11 qualifiers, it loses its coolness. All right. Basically, <laughs> if you take out all the other movies except episodes one through six, you have a masterpiece. That's pretty much what we're <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, if you take away all of the other ones except Rogue One, <laughs> Four, Five, and Six, it's a really great story. There you go. How's that? There you go. Yeah. Rogue One is like the Hobbit to the. It's actually well, <laughs> Hobbit book. The movies are not great. The book, yeah. The, the, I mean, yeah. it's Correct. like yes, movies. no. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm sorry. Please. I should have clarified. The, God, <laughs> those movies were so bad. They're they're weirdly yes. bad. Ooh. The uh, but yeah. it's also like Trek fans saying all Trek is great except the odd movies. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah, everyone. Which is false. Yeah. Come on now, Star Trek Nine was awesome. <laughs> the, it's the new one. <laughs> no, Star Trek Nine is Insurrection. Isn't it? Oh, that one was great too. It's not oh, great. You, not great. Those Trekkies, they're they're so picky. <laughs> I love Trek. Movies. I'm a tra- I I'm like a- Star Wars fans. We're, we love all of our movies, <laughs> yeah. all of our properties. <laughs> <laughs> Never complained about one of them. Not one time. Oh my gosh, um, that's too funny. All right, time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. So we're going to try to cook through this a little bit, too, as well. Uh, top three, we decided to continue for the last two episodes and just say, what would be three things you would change, fix, improve, alter from this movie? And uh, Josh, can I let you go first? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I, you know, I would want a little more explanation about Grievous. Okay. I feel like he was, especially without the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, I, I love him as a villain. I think he was one of the cooler, you know, with the four lightsabers and the I've been training your Jedi arts and like all the that cool yeah, stuff. Which, like, which just apparently means just spinning your wrists. Well, that, I mean, I mean, that's a lot more, though, because that doing that throws Obi-Wan off balance. That's why he like loses his balance, because he's like, oh, what's happening right now? And so he like Grievous. That's how he kills all the Jedi, because he catches them all off balance by doing that. And then he kills them. But I digress. Anyway, um, I would just like to see more of his backstory or just get rid of him in general. <laughs> like... <laughs> He just seemed he didn't serve a lot of a purpose, I guess. He was I don't know, man. You see him and you're like, oh, this guy coughs a lot and he's supposed to be some badass and Obi-Wan Kenobi's just gonna take him out immediately and Again, should have kept Darth Maul. Yep. For all of them. I Agree mean on there that we one. go. Yeah, okay. I'll change that up a little bit. I'll say replace Grievous with Darth Maul. <laughs> That'll work. It's not a bad idea. Uh, bring bring him back as the surprise. Oh crap! And now he's got mechanical legs. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Sam. All right. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Was that your three? Doing... I'm sorry, uh, Josh. I mean, was that? Was, was oh your... no. I'm. I. Yeah, there's not a lot else I would change in this, to be honest with you. Okay. That's I, fine. I really like this movie. It's, oh, that's fine. It's a. It's fun. Um, um, uh, I my my thing. You know, change the acting. Um, you know, do a couple more takes. Let Let's make this better. But my biggest thing that would make it interesting is bring the war to Coruscant. Um, because if you think the, 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 you know, the city planet, is it ever affected by the war? Uh, sort of. Seen? In the Clone Wars, it is a little bit. But, but not in the movies. No. Except for the opening scene. That, I was going to say the battle above Coruscant when the ship crashes into a ton of stuff oh no i guess it lands on a runway huh and just yeah. breaks. i mean part up. of yeah, it so breaks there's, off there's we don't no, know where that go the, the ass no. end of it goes but yeah even in this movie they're still just wandering around like nothing's really going on um i think you you up the stakes for the actual politicians and everybody in Coruscant um to make it uh to, to make it more impactful i just i i, I don't think the stakes until you get to to the lava planet, are big enough uh, for a Star Wars movie? Okay, I uh, yeah. I mean, again, the Clone Wars does a lot of that. We didn't know that yet when they made this movie, but yeah, we those those stakes happen, but it's during the it's during the show. You know, there's yeah, there's some things you haven't gotten to, but um, th- those stakes do happen. You're, again, but you're not wrong. They they should be in the movie because that's what we watched. Okay. Anything else? Yep. Nope, that's it. Uh, Andrew's having some computer problems. I don't know if he's back yet, so I'm going to go now. He And he usually goes after me anyway, which is fine. Uh, I did two. Less emphasis on CG or three. Less emphasis on CGI. Oh, uh, this is one of the main reasons why uh, George Miller made Mad Max Fury Road. All practical is because of movies like this. I know we already talked yeah. about why they do it this way. I just think... Let's make a little bit less, but you know it needs to be fantastical, so that's fine. Uh, I also wrote Anakin seems too willing to kill all his friends. 
It just that I think that the, the I know he has to. Yeah. It just felt too. It so felt, soon. It felt that, too that soon. escalated quickly. Or or thing. it felt like he wasn't he wasn't um. It wasn't enough. It wasn't difficult for him to do it. Like he didn't yeah. suffer through it. It was just like, oh, okay, I'm on. I'm yours now, guy. But honestly, my biggest complaint of this movie and all of the prequels in general, this is my biggest issue, is that the problem with the prequels, I've not mentioned this on the other two episodes, and it didn't hit me until this one. When we see the Emperor in The Return of the Jedi, it's the first time we see him, he looks like he's 140. And I always thought as a child, the reason why he's 140 is because the Empire is really old. The Empire has been around for 100 years. It's an empire. It's been around, and that's what makes what the rebels do such a big deal is because they overtoppled a government that's been around for forever, right? They even use phrases in the movie, in A New Hope, like the Jedi ancient sorcery. Like, they're making seem like they've never heard of <laughs> Jedi. 20 years ago, you yeah, mean? Yeah, 20 yeah. years ago when you were a cadet, you knew what the Jedi were. And even Tarkin's like, you're the last of that old religion, my friend. Yeah, but you're making it sound like that this religion was was not like it was so far away. So I always thought that. I always thought that. And then when the prequels come out, it goes, "It's only like 18 years. The Empire is yeah. literally 18 years old." I guess by the time Luke they blow up the third, the second Death Star, I guess it's been 18 plus six. So. Whatever it is. It's like 20-something years. 24. 24, yeah. He can buy a beer and vote and rent a car. Great. So that's one of the things that's always kind of annoyed me. I wish there would have been a way to to age the Empire. You know, like, we can still have the prequels, I guess. I know that, you know, from the first first movie to the second movie, there's a 10-year gap, and then there's three years until this movie. It just feels like I don't know how to do it, but I feel like there's... A way to do it. I just don't know what it is. Well, I, I know we and need also. To... How, how long does it take to build a Death Star? Apparently, <laughs> um, about eighteen years. No way, because they built it in between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. Uh, maybe yeah. they were doing and that's like six. Yeah. Well, uh, they 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 improved the technology. They they knew what they were doing by that point. Yeah. They upgraded to version five point five. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they did from the movie Contact, where why build one where you can build two for twice the price? I don't know. Uh, Andrew, what what what's yours? I'm glad you're back. What you got? Well, you know, you can take chicken shit and make chicken salad but at the end of the day you're still eating shit <laughs> Boy, <laughs> shit's gonna get used a lot during our intro i'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's the same issue with all the with the, the other ones it's just like you said too much cgi from for my taste um and again that's just I think, and I'll stick to this, that's George Lucas trying to trying to be ahead of the game and try to sh- trying to show off, I think, in some ways when it comes to use the use of technology and film. I think he was trying to kind of be like James Cameron in a sense of, you know, everything that he did in Titanic and Avatar, I mean, that changed film forever. And I mm-hmm. think Lucas is trying to put his mark and... And not saying that the technology used was not important, but you can overdo it, and I think that's done. 
quite a bit. This was one of the first movies to ever do that, though, and it gave, like, the way that they filmed it, they used different cameras. Sony and uh, Panasonic had built them special cameras to film in the CGI environment. Right. So just like in the 70s when they were using the models and the, the way they were filming then, it kind of paved the way for a lot of movies from the 70s through the 90s. And then, of course, James Cameron had his thing, but this did the the CGI effect. And he did overdo it. Don't get me wrong. Like he man, like it's just he just had a CGI stage the whole time and they just walked through it. And that was that was it. But it did kind of like for Avengers, for instance, a lot of that's green screen. Um, you know, a lot of our favorite. I mean, maybe not your guys's favorite movies. I don't know what your favorite movies are, but like <laughs> a lot of, you know, top movies of these days some of my favorite movies are done a lot on cgi and i I do Uh feel like a lot of that was paved because because of these prequels and i also like to just give it the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't just a big piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) well it had to have some meaning (laughs) yeah the other the the big i think the big difference is that the you know the avengers and and the other ones guardians of the galaxy was notwithstanding or not really part of this but like those Avengers movies, they're all based in, in, in world, our world that we know. And so we don't necessarily <laughs> notice a lot of the CGI because it's, it's, it's just, sure. you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's real physics, it's real stuff other than obviously right. Iron Man suit and things like that. But like, whereas in this, the, you know, the, the physical world building is in such fantastical places, which is what George Lucas envisioned, which is fine. Um, I think that's part of what makes, it hard for us to be like, oh yeah, we're they're obviously on a green screen because plants don't look like that and stuff. So, but you're not wrong. I mean, this movie along with Lord of the Rings paved the way for James Cameron to do Avatar. You know, once Lord of the Rings came along and did mocap with, um, oh with, yeah, with and that Gollum. was way leaps and bounds better than this yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but they weren't in this movie's particular. Like, they're not using motion capture in this movie the way that they did it for Gollum. Now, sort of. I mean, they still had a um, uh, a uh, like the light the, the lightsaber fight between Christopher Lee and Anakin, right? Like that. That's <laughs> not Christopher Lee standing there. That's that's a double wearing a green screen, yeah. and they just you know CGI'd Christopher Lee's head on top of that. That's the only way you can get Christopher Lee to do backflips over railings and stuff like that. But I, I do think that the technology this is now this is the only movie of the trilogy that didn't get nominated for an Oscar for uh special effects, which is interesting. That is interesting. So, well they were tired of it. They were Yeah, they're like, yeah. Oh, they're like hey yeah, okay, episode two was a little much, bro. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Too many CGI clone people. Um yeah. Was that it, Andrew? Was that it for you? Yeah, I didn't have three, but that's that's what it is. That's fine. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, my gosh, this has been a uh, well a long episode, and I uh, both uh, am grateful for it and the time we've spent with Josh, as well as the time we've spent with you, the listener. The last thing Yay. on my list to do is the quote game, where oh no, we have the out of ten. Crap, we have to give this a movie a score. So, Wait, what's supposed to happen? Thank you, Daniel Radcliffe, for reminding me of this. Um, we give this movie a score from 0 to 10. Josh, I forgot to give you a heads up about this, but we do this. And now you will know why when I was on your episode, on your show, 
I gave it decimal points. We embrace the decimal point. Andrew. IMDb puts this at a 7.5. I do not think it's quite there. But I do think it's the best of the three prequels. And, um, you know, I enjoy it for what it is. So I'm going to give this a 6.2. All right. 6.2. Josh. Hmm. 6.2. Dang. I See, so... Because ah, I love all the Star Wars movies. Like they, I grew up on them. They're my, my favorites. So number 10, like I rate Return of the Jedi 10. That's my 10, right? And so Revenge of the Sith is 9.5 for me. And then it just goes down okay. from there. That's fine. So I, I would give this a yeah. 9.5. And, and look, we've, we have all said, I mean, you know, we all have those nostalgia movies and those things that we know that, that aren't great, and but yeah. we still love them. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean... Um, uh, Star Trek Generations is not a good movie, but I love it because it was the first film my dad took me to see in the theater. So I have an mm. emotional connection to that bad movie. Um, yeah. And if we ever reviewed it for the podcast, I would spend an hour and a half saying how bad of a movie it is, and that'd still give it an eight because I love it. <laughs> you know, Sam. Yeah. What did I give Phantom? Do you have that? Phantom Menace. You gave it a three. All right, this one, I'll give it a four and a half out of ten. Nice. Okay. Nice. <laughs> well, I mean, it is the, the best out of the, the three prequels. So, and it, it, it gets really close to being rewatchable without hating it. And the, the other two, I cannot watch without hating them, especially the second you know, one. You, you just put it on mute, man. <laughs> watch it in the background. <laughs> and then when you get to that point where they're fighting, that's when you unmute it. You're like, oh, this is the best part. This is good. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, 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 a good, that's a good point. And just, just you know, kind of a, a mouth over what they're saying. You know, make up my own dialogue. Ooh, that's, exactly. That's that's good... Sometimes that's the, to, to mystery science theater, that is sometimes the best <laughs> thing to do. It does sound fun. <laughs> um, I gave Phantom a five. I gave Attack of the Clones a 5.1. I think this movie is better than both of those, and uh, I think it's a better, I think it's a better film. It's a better storytelling, and not just because it's more violent. Oh, I didn't even get to mention the fact that there is a version of this movie that's rated R that George Lucas uh, um, filmed. Where see, I want to see that Order sixty six gets way more violent, way more huh. violent. It shows Anakin's just throwing children in the air well, and slicing if them. If you go back and watch the hologram where it shows Anakin, he's uh, he oh, you yeah. see him like basically um, throat cut a Jedi. They filmed that. That's how they got that footage, um, and it actually does show him cutting down children. Um, it shows some of the other like you know uh, Master uh, Kuhn, the the Plo Kuhn. He's the guy with the weird face apparatus that gets shot down at the end. It shows him like crash landing and then the troopers coming back and like finishing him off. And like it, it, it's he basically made a rated R Star Wars and he had to cut a lot of it out because he was going to get a rated R ratings. That's why he had to cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, with all that being I said, would love that. I, I don't necessarily know if I want to see a um, oh, what's the actor, the director. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Quentin Tar- yeah, Quentin thank you. Exactly. I don't want to see a Tarantino yeah. version of Star Wars. I just don't. Uh, I kind of like a Tarantino version of Star Trek. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely don't want to see that. 
Can I ask you guys one question? You may. Since since this movie was rated PG-13, you are allotted one F-bomb in a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Where would you put it in episode three? It would have Samuel to be L. Sam Jackson. Jackson. It has yeah. to be him, right? Yes. He's yeah. too dangerous to be left alive. This mother effer needs to die. It has to be there, right? It has to be, uh-huh. yeah. Or as he's falling <laughs> to his death, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the only way it works, I think. Yeah. I also think, yeah. though... I, I, I always like to, if he would just look at Anakin and be like, sit your ass down, mother effer. Yeah. You know, something like that. No, you're not, you're <laughs> not wrong. I, I do think, though, that it would, it would 100% take me out of the universe, out of that galaxy, if they dropped <laughs> yeah. an F-bomb. You know, uh-huh. if, like if they would have said GD or even, you know, shit or something. Like, I just think that those are such weird things that we say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and they they sneak those other kind of words in every now and then they'll say stuff like that nerf herder yeah stuff like that you know I'm gonna give it I haven't given it a score I'm giving it a six point five um oops I didn't type why didn't it type six point five there we go uh there we Man's go yeah that gives it at a six point six seven five I think that's I think that's fine so we went from four eight five three point seven five to six point six seven that's I think that's all right um. Personally, gosh, man, I'm tired. This has been a long episode. This has been a lot of fun. Josh, thank you so much. Where can people find all about you and your podcasts? Oh, my goodness. Um, There are too many plugs. So I'm just going to go with a couple. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Twist My Armcast. That's where I do a lot of my social medias. Um, Facebook, just search Twist My Arm Podcast. And you can find everything at one centralized location twistmyarmpodcast.com. One thing I do want to mention is the PodCon 21. Uh, We're doing a bit of a podcast convention in August. Um, A bunch of different podcasters getting together, kind of doing workshops of sorts. Um, I think you were going to get involved, Sean. Was that correct? Are you going to do that at all? Yeah. yeah. I can't can't remember if you were or not. No, yeah. No, I'm I'm involved however you need me to be involved. I think uh, I I offered. He's going to be handing out badges at the front door. Yeah, of, of a digital. Uh, yeah, that's actually a good idea. Hell yeah! <laughs> but it's it's completely free, so anyone who wants to hang out and join us um, can come do that. All the information is at our website, twistmyarmpodcast dot com, um, and you can sign up there. And that's that's about all. That's about all I got. Uh, so I know that uh, Jesse was on with Digital Dissection Podcast. Um, doing Jesse and Ricky were both and Ricky. I couldn't remember if it was you or Ricky. So they did, uh, um, digital dissection is doing a three part episode series on Firefly. So the first episode is on the show. The second episode, they had Chris Lott on who we're having on next week, uh, to talk about the music of Firefly. And I'm guesting on tomorrow, or as you listen to this, whenever it comes, it comes out. Uh, for the review of the movie, specifically Just Serenity, the movie. We're going to talk about the movie. Uh, oh, the quote game. Crap. I got to do this because, uh, I don't know, it's only been a two-hour it's long episode. It's never going to end, guys. The quote game. Last thing. You come here and shoot at my family. I'm going to teach you a lesson, a real lesson now, mother effer. Put your effing mouth on the curb. That's the quote. Ooh. We know what it is. Ooh. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what that is because that's oh. an American history. X. That's yeah. Oh, that's one of the hardest scenes to watch. Oh my gosh! 
Did I just ruin something? I'm sorry. No, it's fine. The guests get to participate. It's just a game we play for the listeners. Uh, they seem to enjoy it, at least. You I've can been, rooster tail it. Uh, I don't care. Uh, web, our website <laughs> is cheap. So want to edit? Yeah, I, t- I already got one f bomb. I got to edit. I don't, I'm not going to edit anything else. Uh, visit our website, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. Facebook is Cheap Seat Reviews. At Cheap Seatcast is our Twitter. Cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. I don't know why I even say that anymore, but if you want to send us an email, you can. Uh, be like the people from 19, from 2014 and actually send us emails and send us one. That'd be great. But really, Twitter and Facebook are the easiest way to get a hold of us. Or send us a snap. Or a snap. Uh, what? A snap? Sure. Send Andrew a snap of something inappropriate. That'd be great. <laughs> And that's going to do it. That's, so on behalf of Josh, Sam, Andrew, this is Sean saying thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week for Ready Player One. Next week. Ugh, Ready Player One. We'll see you next week. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.